Hey everyone, and welcome to The Rational Republican, a podcast where we look at complex issues facing us here in Oregon and around the nation. We'll try to address issues from a nonpartisan perspective and view our disagreements through a lens of respect rather than tribalism or divisiveness. I'm James Ball. This is Nick Perlosky. Hey listeners, how we doing? Today's podcast is brought to you by ProLift Doors of Portland. ProLift is your one-stop shop for residential and small commercial garage doors from openers, springs, and rollers to full reinstalls. They offer same-day service on all garage door repairs with no extra charge for evenings or weekends. Serving West Portland out to Hillsboro, call today and set up your free estimate at 503-558-6349 or at proliftdoors.com slash Portland. Again, that's 503-558-6349 or proliftdoors.com slash Portland. How's that? Are you yeah, sponsoring right. your own show? I'll buy it from <laughs> it's, you. It seems very official. Cool. Thank you. First time doing that. Folks, have you ever had the issue of driving into a wall to realize that my door doesn't lift into my own garage? Well, James Ball III has a solution for you. Pro-Lift Garage Doors make sure that that heartache never happens to you ever again. I really hope you were recording that. <laughs> oh, it's recording. We're recording. Up to the mic. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to do these all day long. This day just got good. All right. <laughs> Listeners, welcome. welcome to the show. Today we are talking about Article 3 of the DPO platform. Once again, you can find the DPO platform, Democratic Party of Oregon, at dpo.org slash party slash platform, and then click the link. If you want to follow, follow around with the dancing ball. Yes. You can. <laughs> I didn't even hear what you said. It was funny. <laughs> Xander, if you didn't catch, is back. Xander Almeida. Welcome, Xander. Thank you. And Peter is out in Virginia doing something with uh, some group. I forget. Um, So instead, we have Jacob Vandiver. Welcome, Jacob. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. First time guest. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Am I friend friend of the pod pod status yet? Long time first. Yeah, no, 100%. I guess. That's, <laughs> Absolutely. We have like three friends, and you're definitely one of them. I'm in the friend friend zone. <laughs> the, of the, the pod friend pod zone. Pod friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Article three, environment. This is going to be fun. Oh, God. Air, water, land, ecosystems, natural resources, climate change, sustainability. All separated by semicolons. Sure. That's that's how that works. <laughs> Oregon Democrats understand a healthy, sustainable, and beautiful Oregon environment is the key component is a key component, component, excuse me, of our high quality of life and helps support our resource-based economies. We understand we must sustainably manage our forests and rangelands and ensure clean rivers and lakes, healthy air quality, clean and safe drinking water, and a healthy ocean environment. We know environmental protection is cost-effective and essential for our survival. We support development of environmentally renewable, sustainable energy resources, clean, efficient methods of transportation, preservation of our most pristine lands, and a reduction of pollutants that threaten our health and damage our ecosystem. We will develop environmental protection objectives, priorities, and regulations by using the best available science to understand risk and reduce threats to human health and our ecosystem. We believe that our climate is in crisis from man-made... Oh, there we go. We talked about that the other time. They, that uh, was going to be the first thing that the, I brought the up. Gendered, yeah. gendered. The gendered man-made climate change. Women are at fault, too. It's, this as is our true. transgender people, as our people who identify Anybody who as drives a car. Else. Yeah. Everyone is at fault. We must take immediate action. 
There we go. Cool. That was a lot. <clears throat> that was a lot. Any comments on the preamble? It's very rambly. Yeah, it's all rambly. I, yeah. I would say clean and safe water. If the water is safe, I feel like it's definitionally clean. I also don't necessarily care for their insistence that they preserve the most pristine lands of that Oregon. That seems very kind of very judgmental. I feel, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of, I mean, uh, we're looking out at downtown Portland right now. There's a lot of that this is not necessarily pristine. It might be one or two degrees off, and Oregon Democrats are just saying, let's just plow through here with bulldozers. It's, I can think we got to preserve all the land here. Yeah. Fair point. Just the most pristine. Just the most pristine land. Who's right. the most pristine podcast host? Real talk, Democrats. Jacob. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if pristines or whatever <laughs> heard you describe me, but I'll take it. <laughs> all right, let's get on to the planks. Plank one. We believe all citizens have a right to adequate open and adequate open and recreational spaces. Is that did I read that right? We believe all citizens have the right to adequate open and recreation. Is it should be common there? Yes, I think that's adequate, what's going on. Adequate, right. comma, open. That's and the problem. Is you read it right? I don't think right. it's written right. But. There's just that's missing a comma and it threw me off. Sorry, we're trying not to nitpick, but or a participle that, somewhere. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's missing a lot in there. I don't even know what a participle is at this point. Uh, recreational spaces and to clean and safe air and public water resources. Clean and safe again, boys. We love our hiking here in Oregon. I we think do. that's what they want. They that's, want they want to be able to hike up the mountain. That's I, fine. I I love that citizens have the adequate open spaces. Free range so, citizens. Free range citizens. I feel like Oregon was not bereft of clean and open spaces. I there's like eighty percent of the state that's just park. A whole lot of yeah, exactly. There's parks and there's mountains and there's rivers and everything. Well, what is it like sixty percent of the state is owned by the federal government? Also Something boom. like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. All right. Plank two. We believe the general public, government, and the regulated community must work together to provide clean water, manage sewage, solid waste, and stormwater, and protect open and recreational spaces, watersheds, habitats, diversity, and comprehensive ecosystem interrelationships. Can I just say I love the term regulated community? It just, <laughs> that just sounds so yeah. Orwellian to me. As, as <laughs> supposed the citizens to, who stay in line. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, that's a little bit. It is a little I, weird. I just don't. It seems like a. I mean, they're putting everything in here. You know what? You know what our platform is mission missing? Manage sewage and solid waste. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. It's important, but. Is it, yeah, I just, feel like as Bernie so falls much. asleep at night, he reads about managed sewage and waste, and he's just got a smile. He said, "We got that too." Yeah, government <laughs> runs everything. <laughs> okay. Plank three: We believe greater efforts, including but not limited to direct monitoring, are needed at local, state, and national levels to identify, reduce, and eliminate the toxic effects of hazardous chemicals, industrial processes, genetically modified organisms, waste from weapons testing, and agricultural chemicals and byproducts. Okay, GMOs, really, Democrats, really, yeah, really, really. So th- that that really, one- you anti-science sons of. People. Tofus. Um, <laughs> Sons of tofu. I don't know where to go with that. Okay, yeah. I mean, you people and your GMOs are going to make me pull my hair out until I have to go and get new hair with genetically modified, you know, hair. I don't know where I was going with that. But there's been a couple times in here so far in which they're just going the, you know, platitude anti-science route, and it's insane. Either you believe scientists or you don't. You don't get to pick and choose. 
whether you believe in them or not. Like, climate change's real. Cool. GMO is totally safe. Uh-uh, you lying. You liars. You yeah. lying liars who lie. Yeah, yeah, this honestly, this is the one thing that I've got. Well, there are myriad things that I've got with Democrats where I <laughs> find them problematic. But this is definitely... Like, they just said two sentences ago that we need to listen to scientists and accept scientific evidence with the best scientific data available, I think were the exact words. Mm-hmm. And then they go and call this out and it's like, what, what the heck are we doing here? Let's, this, I feel like this would be a great opportunity for them to kind of stem the tide of their fringe party base who lashes out at stuff like that and say, no, we accept science. GMOs like are not the end of the world in fact well, they've actually saved good portions of this world yeah. unless you hate africa i'm just gonna throw that out there and not apologize for that statement yeah and this is the sad thing about fear fear mongering against gmos is it's really such a first world problem at the end of the yes. day it's it, 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 it's so it's something that like wealthy portland elites can say oh i'm worried about this soybean that might be genetically modified when it's the only reason we're feeding the global population is because of the advances in science through genetically modified organisms looking at you norman borlaug <laughs> yes sexy son of a gun <laughs> exactly. Solid reference. thank you exactly thank you i do like my dwarf wheat <laughs> you guys have lost me <laughs> so norman borlaug was a scientist who created this thing called dwarf wheat which had like stockier it was like lower to the ground it had like Incredible yields of wheat, and basically is the re- reason that a couple billion people have not starved to death, primarily in very, very poor uh, parts of the world, especially in Africa. Sure. Okay, I've um, heard of that. I just didn't know the name of the guy. Here. Yeah, yeah. So basically, when I see things like, as Jacob was saying, first world problems of uh, rich, wealthy, white Portland elite, um, yeah, you can afford to go and about uh, uh, GMOs because you're not starving to death. So suck on that, Malthus. <laughs> Boom. We References start- for days, yes, guys. Yes, I love it. Oh, my God. Blank four. We believe fresh and marine water resources, both surface and groundwater. Is there marine groundwater? I, I, that was confusing. <laughs> must, must be managed primarily for the public good and protected from private control, profit, and pollution. <sighs> I love the alliteration. Okay. Oh, Private yeah. control prop. That was that was good. Okay. Yeah. It's about yeah. nine that, keywords in there. So it's the only good part of that. I'm assuming <laughs> this is a, a shot at Nestle, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, yeah. It, it uh, straight up says corporate or whatever in there, which is just like, okay, dude. Like private control, profit. Private control. There it is. Yeah. Like, I okay. It wouldn't surprise me if that was a relatively new plank added after the whole Nestle fight up in the Columbia. Yeah. This is this is on Google Drive. Like theoretically we could go back and actually see when updates were made right if they allow you to search they, that part yeah also it's the 2018 platform so i would uh, imagine that they just uploaded a new document from the last one ah uh, fair well so. we'll shoot democrats at democrats.com an email and just be like, hey we have this republican <laughs> podcast can we get the skinny on when you all wrote all this please please tell me that's an actual email like if republicans at republicans.com is available i want it i'm gonna be that guy just yeah right yeah. by the time listeners by the time you hear this one of the four of us is gonna have that email address he can just email us all the time it's like the lucky person who gets the license plate gop like there you yeah. go jealous <laughs> Yeah, just so much government control in this. Then that that's kind of been the common theme that's irritated me. It's like nothing totally insidious, but government control, government control. Just this needs to be handled by the government. It can't be private, nothing private, nothing. I'm just going to say, if I ever get to write a biography on your life, James, I'm going to subtitle it 
Nothing like Insidious, but I'm going to just have an ellipsis. <laughs> the James Ball, the third story. <laughs> Blank five. <laughs> we support the ecologically sustainable management of Oregon's renewable agriculture, water, forest, and fisheries resources, and careful management of non-renewable mineral resources. What does careful management of non-renewable resources mean? Is, uh, slowly, next question. Are we gonna? Is that like mining? And <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. Yeah, rocks don't do it, grow do slowly dummy. rather than quickly. I think carefully. I think you have like five Democrats that all just like sit around some geologic formation that just kind of like look at it and stare at it and rub their chins. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Plank six, we support the, quote, polluter pays, unquote, principle, either through restoration or mitigation. We believe that corporate profits should never preclude protection of the environment. They like their P words. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> corporate entities must be required to internalize all environmental and human health costs. Because those costs never get cost yeah. passed well, down so to I, nobody. So, so can I be a corporate shill for a second? Please do. Yes. There are a lot of things that if you are going to manufacture, if you are going to make them, it is going to be dirty. If you don't want semiconductor chips, if you don't want <laughs> batteries, if you don't want all of the nice things of modern life, that's fine. But make sure that you're acknowledging that making stuff is dirty and has pollutants. So I think what they're saying here is not that we don't want those things. We, I, so I'm actually kind of on board with this one. It's it's basically the, the life cycle management. So rather than simply releasing all of that toxicity into the atmosphere there are charges involved and in theory i like it but in practicality it's really hard to I, like like anything where you go and i mean i'm not saying this is a bad idea or a wrong idea but let's acknowledge what this is going to do and what this is doing is going to go and put more like fees and costs onto a company that pollutes a lot that's fine i don't really have a problem with that um if you go and wreck things you should be have to pay to fix them However, let's also not lie about this. The company's not going to eat those costs. Yeah. They never are. They never do. And they never will. They're going to go and pass them on to you. So this is them basically saying, we're going to go make sure that things are a little bit less polluty, but you, the consumer, are going to pay for it. We just don't want you to say that, so we put corporate something something in there instead. Well, I know when the cap and trade conversation was going around uh, the Capitol on this last legislative session, one of the proposals that was getting kicked out was if your company is using the best available technology that exists anywhere in the world in order to produce what you're producing, you don't get hit with those fees because you were, you were taking all the steps to invest in the technology that you know you're still going to... It, to admit some carbon, you're still going to cause a few problems, but you are making an effort. It's just the nature of what you're, man what you're manufacturing is a dirty thing. And so it just seems like a lot of this is using the government as a weapon to whack corporations instead of holding corporations accountable to be the best they can be. Hmm. So I, I wouldn't go so far as James to say I'm kind of on board with what they're, what they're going for. I do think this is a legit point of discussion that they've brought up. There is... There's tragedies of the common and there's all mm -hmm. kinds of, you know, uses of resources and all that. I think this would have been a great opportunity for them to say, we are not trying to demonize companies and demonize corporations and demonize the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Oregonians that work at some of these corporations. We're trying to work with them to make sure that we have a state that's got a healthy economy as well as a healthy ecosystem. How did you make it sound 10 times better than they did with no effort? 
Nick Perlosky, closeted Democrat, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. At the end of the day, we're just smart. You, I don't know. You know who who created the EPA? Richard Nixon, right? Like, Bunch of and, dirty Republicans. Env- environmentalism <laughs> is a Republican value. And, uh, clean Air Act, yeah, Clean Water Act, Endangered Species Act. Yeah, Bleach. and it, and it's just figuring out how how do you work with companies that are going to exist and are going to make things instead of trying to put them out of business. I mean, I remember one day watching The Daily Show and actually being quite pleased with Jon Stewart as he goes and, and goes on this whole tangent about how was Richard Nixon our best environmental president we've ever had outside of maybe the other Republican, Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy. And it was like, yeah, thank you, John. Preach. Yeah. Plank seven. We believe that protections for native, keystone, endangered, and threatened species must be enhanced and enforced. We support biodiversity in Oregon, including research and legal enforcement efforts to maintain diverse habitats, preserve endangered species, and reduce the presence uh, and impacts of invasive species. Legal enforcement. Uh, Are we offering, are we fining the toads that come over here and eat things like are you issuing citations to there's some ppd car out there right now looking for (laughs) yeah frogs that come over from vancouver and eat our mosquitoes uh i mean i'm i'm glad there's something in there about invasive species as an actual legitimate terrible problem everywhere in the world i don't know that this is a partisan issue though i don't know that there's like it doesn't have to be they're just saying we believe in this i mean if if they just put partisan things in here, both our platforms would be real bad or even worse than they are, is what I was going to Fair say. Point. But, I mean, it's like, what, we believe in the Endangered Species Act? Cool. Yeah. Good yeah. Good for you. Glad, glad that's right. in your platform. Yeah. I w- was going to assume otherwise, but thanks for clarifying. I don't know. Just kind of my thought on this is there's a balance. And the Spotted Owl is kind of a yeah. good example Spotted of, <laughs> I know, bringing up the, going back to the 90s. Um a endangered species that was protected and didn't really understand or or care about the effects that it would have on the communities that relied on that mm. populate that for for timber and i don't know what would have happened if we hadn't passed those laws about the spotted owl but it is pretty clear what happened now is that it just decimated rural oregon and well, that'll teach him for voting the wrong way. <laughs> well, well, that was a federal thing. I'm sure Bill Clinton didn't care about uh, sure rural didn't. Oregon. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, I guess the point, just the point is that there, that there needs to be a balance. Like there, we need to protect our environment and protect our species, but at this, at, at these endangered species, but at the same time, like there are humans that need to be accounted for as well. And these federal overregulation to protect endangered species at the expense of humans isn't right. I can't get behind that. I think it depends on the species. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that it needs to be a balance. There's some awesome wolves out there, man. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next part. (laughs) Plank eight. We believe in protecting human health by setting strong and protective standards for air and water and enforcing those standards through strong mentoring, reporting, and compliance requirements. And compliance. So... They believe in the Clean Air Act. Cool. More, more government. But they, like they're just basically stating all of the Republican set environmental standards that they agree with. Which, hey, cool. I said this on our first episode like four times. I'll say it for the first time tonight. Welcome to the Republican Party, Democrats of Oregon. Cool. Plank nine. We support community planning that includes strict enforcement of land use laws and community based water management. Okay. Cool. 
<laughs> the Democrats support community planning. Whoa. <laughs> Again, somewhere Bernie just smiles. Plank 10. We oppose the further destruction of ancient living systems such as forests, deserts, wetlands, and oceanic reefs. Ancient Ancient living, living systems. systems such as deserts. There's a there's <laughs> a, a weird I just I like the emoji where the the guy kind of has one eyebrow raised and he's like yep. stroking his chin mm. like hmm and I feel like I would just like to send them a comment with that emoji about that who plank. who got really happy about the fact that ancient living systems got put into your plank Democrats who wrote that <laughs> I want to know who they are and what tree they live in <laughs> that's so that's weird dude all right all right plank eleven. We believe in the humane treatment of farm animals. Oh, this is what we were talking about before. <laughs> including adequate living space and opportunities for socialization so that they have a decent quality of life, which will also reduce disease and the need for antibiotics. So so this is actually that episode of Portlandia <laughs> where they're ordering the chicken, <laughs> the chicken. And they're like, do you have a picture of the chicken with like its wing around another chicken? Like, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, should they have the right to unionize too? I am. I have <laughs> Burgerville a lot of... is on strike today. Burgerville unionized. Now I don't get Burgerville. Well, make the cows go on strike next, then, and then this <laughs> plank will be just complete. cut out the middleman. <laughs> this God, really uh, just. I mean, uh, I'm not saying that I agree with the standards of industrialized farming. I don't. But man. <laughs> I'm all about, all about this. I'm going to go eat cows. McDonald's after this just out of spite. <laughs> a part Across 11. Is it really? Yeah, there's one. Yeah, you can see it right out the there. window. Yeah. Right Hold there. on. I am, I'm on board for the fight for 15 curds that the cows can go launch. 15 <laughs> curds per. <laughs> this is not the right time to bring up curds, dude. Ooh. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon. Too soon. All right. My bad. Plank 12. We'll stop talking about cows and start talking about turkey. Nope. Um, oh, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Plank 12. We believe monitoring data indicates groundwater contamination from agricultural chemicals is a significant public health threat and more needs to be done to reduce the risk. Do you think they proofread that? There's, I Unless don't even know. Groundwater contamination from agricultural chemicals chemicals did they mean monitoring as an adjective that describes the monitoring data, data. describe describing the data yeah we believe monitoring data you probably could have just left out the word monitoring and said we believe data you probably could have left out had this platform <laughs> yeah what that's... do i know i'm not a democrat plank 13 we are committed to the principle that economic prosperity is compatible with protection of the environment based on the technologies we possess and the dynamics of resource use and energy conservation. Cleanup of contaminated industrial and commercial sites provides many social, economic, and environmental benefits. Okay, so... <laughs> so, so when, when, wow, all right. when the conversation around cap and trade was going on here in Oregon, we heard so much about how it'll be an, an economic boom. It's going to create so many, so many jobs. And it's like, okay, how does it create those jobs? By taking money away from the companies who actually make and manufacture things and pumping it into government agencies, nonprofits that are funded by the government primarily, and it'll create jobs that way. And if that's your idea of a stable economy, then maybe we just agree on some of the fundamentals. Well, that's there. there's an honest-to-God economic principle called the broken window fallacy where people go and say, oh, if we just go through 
and break everybody's windows. And now you have to go and pay to get a window repairman to come out. Look at all these new jobs we'd have for all these new window repairmen. Like it would be great. Like we should just go do them. It's like, that's obviously not true. You don't grow your economy by breaking your own windows and having to rebuild something that was already there. And that's literally exactly what they're saying in this platform. This is so disin, I mean, well, disingenuous great, at best, manipulative at worst. But a great music video to show you guys after this now about breaking windows or about Democrats. Yes. <laughs> Blank 14. We believe we must take immediate action to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, reduce the atmospheric concentration of these gases, and decrease our negative impact on the climate as is necessary for the maintenance of society as we know it and the survival of many sensitive species. So Whoops, dramatic. right after Kate Brown took that private jet. I know, right? That was... Hey, it's okay if she does it because she's like helping or whatever. That was that was one of the comments yeah. on your face. Yeah, they, it, it, it was basically somebody literally said that. Like no. basically, Kate Brown's time is valuable. Therefore, she gets to take a private jet. Oh, I was okay. like, well, what about my time? Who decides whose time is valuable? Like the whole point of cap and trade was that <laughs> to push people away from taking, taking private, jets, private everywhere. jets everywhere. But bunch of limousine liberals. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and at the end of the day, can we just recognize that Oregon is a tiny, tiny, tiny blip? Yes. Of global carbon emissions, like we're doing pretty well. We no. have hydropower; it's pretty great. Oh, we that's have not forests. renewable anymore, Jacob. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you knew that or not. Yeah, right. It's not in the it's not in the renewable energy portfolio. No, no, because it would have actually allowed us to reach our goal. Yeah, that Kolongowski set way too soon. So we went. You know, let's, you know what? Let's just take that out. And then we couldn't participate in the Western Climate Initiative, which is the real goal of all this. Moving the goalposts and calling it a loss. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, the Democratic Party of Oregon. <laughs> so I'll be the guy. I'll say, I believe in climate change. I believe yeah. humans have an impact on climate change. I don't think the virtue signaling that people are attempting in Oregon is going to make any sort of difference. Nope. 100% agree and with all of that. What I've said on Facebook a couple of times is I primarily see climate change as an engineering problem. We, yeah. the, the trillions and trillions of dollars that we will have to spend to reduce emissions enough to make a substantial difference worldwide, not just in Oregon or the United States, but the world is so astronomical. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a, some, some machine we can build that will pull carbon out of the atmosphere. They are actually building or, I know. And, and like, there are engineering solutions that will cool the planet, that will solve all of these problems without destroying the the global economy by and costing trillions of dollars so i will say that i feel like that's a trope that republicans kind of fall into a lot is this 20 years hence deus ex machina you know magic wonderful machine will come out and i i'm in the same boat as you i hope that it does i hope mankind's ingenuity knows no bounds and we invent that and flying cars and a cheeseburger that doesn't make me gain 30 pounds and all these wonderful things we'd like to have. I don't like, I don't oppose efforts currently to identify what is a problem, which is pollutants and all kinds of bad stuff, carbon dioxide to the level that it is in the atmosphere. But the level of demonization that you get from this party and the level of crippling economic malignancy that they're looking for to accomplish what they think are their goals is just is again just grossly grossly manipulative well and the interesting thing is is that the united states of america has taken really big steps in reducing 
We're greenhouse better than gas most. emissions. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons for that is fracking and the shift in natural gas as opposed to oil and coal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're better than most countries out there. And I do understand the resistance in wanting to go and cripple our own economy while allowing emerging countries, China, India, etc., that hold the bulk of the world's population and saying, you guys don't have to do this for decades. Yeah. Like, no, dude. <laughs> that's not how this works. Well, and, and to bring it back to an Oregon issue, that's what always interested me about the Jordan Cove natural gas pipeline debate is that the whole idea is that will export natural gas to China to replace coal-burning coal, coal <laughs> plants in China. And we're still opposing it. Yeah. Because we have to demonize all fossil yeah. fuels and not take a nuanced approach to any of this. Well, it's the same thing, too. If we just go and build some more nuclear power plants across this country, you then decrease the need for natural gas, yep. too. Right. At they, least domestically, you could still ship that stuff over to China to replace their coal and everyone wins more yeah well and if and if if the catastrophic effects of climate change are as bad as a lot of these proponents say it's going to be then the externalities of investing in nuclear pale in comparison to the Mm -hmm. to the consequences from climate change well and especially too we have had i mean has have we ever had a single nuclear-powered american military ship suffer any kind of meltdown People love to point at Chernobyl and Three Mile Island and completely neglect everything else that's nuclear power. That it's like all the submarines and aircraft carriers that have been operating basically flawlessly for the past 50 years. When you have professionals run them, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And anyone who watched the HBO series Chernobyl knows that the villain of that show was not nuclear energy. It was communism. It was communism. It's always communism. I'll plug it again. Listeners, go watch that show. It was incredible. All right. All right. That's enough talk about climate change. We'll probably get to it before this thing's over. It's probably mentioned 30 more times. Yeah, it's the the rest of the planks. Plank 15. We oppose the wholesale conversion of public lands to private ownership and support the protection of state and federally designated parks, wilderness areas, recreational areas, beaches, and other public resource lands, including places of cultural significance. The amount of steam that just came out of Nick's head <laughs> was actually pretty amusing to watch. Well, who like who's advocating for a wholesale conversion of every single public land? Like, oh, you know, there's a Starbucks really wants to come in and buy the Burnside Bridge and just set up shop. Like, okay, here we go. Like, what? What? I, uh, the Burnside Bridge brought to you by Starbucks. Well, and even even a lot of the folks who complain about how much of Oregon is controlled by the feds, most of them are advocating it go over to either state or county control. So I, I don't think there's. I think this is a straw man <laughs> argument at best. Yeah, that's well yeah, much yeah, better dum-dums. articulated from Jacob. Yeah. All right. You had too much steam come out of your tears ears <laughs> to fully articulate that. So that's really I need like two more planks to like cool down over here. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sixteen. We support private property rights and responsible. (laughs) Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. We support private property rights and responsible development that does not compromise the environment or conflict with the well-being of the commons. So, so this is the equivalent of I support free speech, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, I'm going to look up here. I forget which plank it was that just said the one right above it where it says we oppose the wholesale conversion (laughs) of public lands to private ownership. Also, we support private property rights. Right. Is that the part you were referring to? Because that's what no, I was referring it was, it to. It was up earlier where it basically tells people how they want to use. Okay, every anything you do on private property is going to compromise the environment. It's the nature of civilization. 
It's why I can't stand vegans who live in cities, the most hypocritical mm. people in the entire planet. We're like, hey, man, let's like be cool to the environment and respect the animal rights. Also, I live in a city, which goes and just mauls over and wholesale destroys everything, mm. especially to widow animals. Mm. So I don't like vegans. They're dumb. <laughs> also, unnatural beans. Unnatural. <laughs> Good Lord gave you canines for a reason. Use them. I, I thought you were a libertarian, man. I thought you were just let people do what they want. Oh, you they can do what they tofu? want. I am going to mock them ruthlessly <laughs> and tell them that they're wrong and that they're dumb. But they can do whatever they want. That's fine. I guess vegans ruin right. everything, They're especially potlucks. The thing about us, we're doing a podcast at six thirty on a Wednesday. <laughs> That's because we're cool kids, man. <laughs> I mean, again, do they have talisker in front of them? No, no, they do not. No, they do not. What are they doing? Probably going and nitpicking over the density of their tofu at a Whole Foods right now. <laughs> Playing seventeen. <laughs> Just, that's like the eighth time that's happened where like James is just like, come on, like just wrap it up, guys. And, just and like, next plan. So <laughs> we support land use planning to preserve rural and natural environments and support favorable and efficient housing, transportation, and commercial development practices. Okay. Sure. I have nothing to say about that. I, I have nothing to add. <laughs> All right. 18. We recognize that peer-reviewed scientific evidence has demonstrated that human activities that emit greenhouse gases, including burning fossil fuels, have caused global emergency known as climate change. Are these the same um, peer-reviewed scientific evidence that tells you that GMOs are dangerous? Because I'm really curious. I, I think they're different scientifics because you have to you have to pick and choose which science you want to oh, believe. Oh, oh, oh. Don't yeah, don't remember. My, my, yeah. my bad. Yeah, it's okay. Right. Sorry. All right. Continue. We've already beaten the climate change thing to death. I think so. Yep. Nineteen. We support science-based strategies. <laughs> I just, I want, has, has anyone ever been in an argument with somebody and then they said, well, I have a study here that shows this. And you're like, oh, okay, you're probably right. <laughs> all, all the time. Yeah, there's so much junk science out there that anyone can say. Nah, and I'm not saying that this is junk science. I believe in climate change, but I feel, like, are also I feel like there's this like appeal to authority fallacy we always engage in when it comes yeah. to so many of these This is what the man wants you to think. I actually no joke was at a was at a UN climate conference in Denmark and was was talking to a guy who was having a, a heretofore decently constructive conversation and I said do, do you know that the 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 atmosphere is less than 1% carbon dioxide he said you know it doesn't matter what the percentage is it's 350 parts per million you have to think in parts per million and I said do you know that you and I just said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the, but mine sounded smarter. Yeah, that, that was his only, that was his fallback argument. I was like, look, man, I'm talking about parts per million. And that makes it sound like that's a lot. Like, there's a lot of carbon dioxide. And it's like, Dude. Well, well, there's also all these scientific studies out there that people just grab the top headlines from that no one actually reads Wait, or takes away any of the other takeaways. The it's end? just... Oh, I saw an article that mentioned a study that said this, so I'm going to bring that up at parties to look cool. Just play that. That's your trump card. Just throw it out there. And it's like it's, we have, The abundance of information has really led to that, yeah. where everybody seems to be an expert on everything because they read an article one time. We have so much information that nobody facts checks anymore because it's well, just... Vox told me to think this. <laughs> well, Snopes really took down the Babylon Bee for their well, fake the news. Daily Caller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, uh... All right. All right, back to science-based Bad strategies. <laughs> 19, si we support science-based strategies to implement sustainable practices and technology to both mitigate and adapt to climate change. 
We also insist that mitigation and adoption programs acknowledge and address social inequity in inequity, yes, and the plight of impacted communities. So, There's a lot of words. There's a that. lot in there. Yeah, um, a lot of words. So part of the cap and trade bill that was going through the legislature actually had funds dedicated for therapy in counseling for those who had lost their jobs to either climate change or the effects of the bill of the cap and trade bill. Stop it. Yeah. Really? <laughs> the effects of the cap and you, trade bill. It was, your it, 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 no. it, it was part of the just transition. No, no that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we're going to make sure you're fired from your work, but we're going to give you somebody to talk to for three hours a week about it. No. <laughs> Next. Plank 20. We recognize that industrial development has disproportionately burdened disadvantaged populations and marginalized communities with environmental degradation and its negative effects. Oregon Democrats believe regulatory programs must address social inequities and the dangers of impacted communities. I don't think they dangers mean rural to, Oregon. Do you think they mean rural Oregon? I don't think. No, they're talking about... So, so they're not actually talking about the disproportionately burdened disadvantaged population. <laughs> Got it. That's okay. We'll just take everyone who used to work in the natural resource industry and give them jobs doing something for the government. Perfect. There you go. What's wrong, 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 wrong with that? Or go. a Nailed nonprofit it. that's funded through the government somehow. Nailed Perfect. it. Right? <laughs> we need we need more lobbyists, I think. Maybe we can... Uh, Vandiver maybe the, 2020. The SEIU can, you can the hire a couple of them. nomination for anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you just say that repeatedly. They're like, yeah. that sounds good. Green <laughs> energy nonprofit like jobs for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that much power. Shut up. <laughs> Plank 21. We recognize the important goals served by the well-crafted and science-based, <laughs> more science-based, and then, you anyway. Lie. Science-based legislation over the last Sorry. half century at the federal level that set national standards for environmental protection, You're provided welcome. a level playing field for economic development, and contributed significantly to improvements in air, water, and general environmental quality. Wow. Thank Richard Nixon. Is this a, this a dig at Trump? I think this is a uh, it might be subtle dig at Trump. So there was uh, there was actually a bill passed in the last legislative session that would have the Oregon Health Authority in the Department of Environmental Quality oh, no. reevaluate all federal changes made since the day Donald Trump took office to oh, figure out God. how the state agencies could fill in those gaps. Plank twenty two. We recognize the constraints imposed by a planet with finite resources and capacity to process our waste. Therefore, we believe the Earth has finite carrying capacity that is dependent on human consumption levels and that evaluation of and education regarding these limits is a critical need. So this is just the tip with population control, right? I was going to say the <laughs> same exact thing. It I was, was going like, to say, do they, do they not know about the you know theory of the conservation of matter? Like, we're not running out of things like it just changes form i just appreciated that they referenced their own platform in there they're talking about the disposal of <laughs> human waste <laughs> wow zing oh this close to getting a spit take from the zan man <laughs> it's gonna take a lot more than that to make me spit out perfectly good scotch if this was johnny walker red i might have let it fly but this is talisker talisker if looking to sponsor a podcast i mean I, I don't know about you i just watched uh, john oliver's last week tonight on china's one child policy oh. and it's like this is the type of rhetoric that leads to governments taking yeah. horrible public policies like the one child policy in china for instance and i I don't want to be the slippery slope guy, but let's be but, careful. But let's go yeah. for a slide. But, yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is one we got to watch out for. Uh, All right, Plank 23. 
We believe Oregonians should embrace the concept of life cycle management for all products and packaging in order to reduce waste, lower toxicity in products, and encourage recycling. Oregonians should consider cooperative management approaches to incorporate all environmental costs into decisions related to products, packaging, and recycling. So basically, if you use too many plastics in your packaging, they're going to fine you, charge you extra. So every time I travel this great, great country of ours and I come across this mythical styrofoam, (laughs) I forget where I come from for a little bit. Cascade Policy Institute actually wrote an incredible piece on styrofoam and how Portland actually had a burgeoning styrofoam recycling industry that would go to fast food places and pick up their stuff and recycle it. And they made really good technological advances in actually making sure it was fine. They made recycled styrofoam. And how basically when that ban came through, it just went and like just added costs to every single business that had to go and convert to more expensive products from a perfectly fine thing. That again, yes, toxic, yes. But we were finding solutions for it. When government goes and bans things, you also ban progress on finding solutions for things. Can I just say... Props to Almeida for citing a white paper that, like, that wasn't, yeah, I mean, listeners can't see that. That's not in front of him or anything. He just knew that right off the top of his head. Golf clap for Xander. Thank Good you. Good job. Well, I, I think there is. <laughs> I think there are a lot of things people can do in their personal lives. And when I go to Dutch Brothers, I don't use their cups anymore. I bring a reusable mug every time. And you and should. It's just that's tiny stuff you. like that. Like, it's not hard. Keep that's it why in your car, wash it out occasionally. Yeah, that's what growlers are for. <laughs> However, breweries of the state, it'd be much more practical to go and purchase beer in a growler, which would make better environmental impacts if y'all lower the price of your growlers. I shouldn't be able to buy a six pack with cardboard and glass and aluminum that is cheaper than buying a growler that makes no sense lower your prices i know what you're doing i know what you're doing i see inside your heart and i hate it it's the cool factor they're charging you for the cool factor no they absolutely are but again a growler 64 ounces except for the one that i have which is a gallon because i'm definitely not an alcoholic (laughs) and but again you get 72 ounces of beer from a six pack not that i've done the math so real, really, like growlers are gouging you when it should be the opposite. You should be more incentivized to go and get a growler full of beer so you can consume all 64 ounces in a night as a... Okay, no, I'm going to stop. Anyways, <laughs> next next. Uh, mo- moving along. Uh, playing 24. There's only 26, so we're getting there. Oh, thank God. We support an equitable and just transition away from fossil fuels through promoting renewable energy sources, protecting public lands and natural resources from fossil fuel extract- extractive practices prohibiting export of fossil fuels through oregon and providing incentives for creating clean energy jobs so is this like some kind of dickensian we get paid by the word and they just shoehorn <laughs> equitable and just into just any i mean there's parts of these platforms they, they've said that three times in one sentence and it's just like what what are we talking about here man they're Come just on. trying to get the rocks off man just let them be it's the everybody's got it's got to be equitable and just. And, and just. And just. For, for, for the justly equitable. No. Uh, it's there. That's how we know you're not a Democrat. So, I mean, this goes back to, <laughs> this goes back to Thanks, Xander's buddy. point about, you know, exporting natural gas to China to get them off of coal. Like, there, there doesn't need to be fossil fuels are bad. It can be, there can be a, there are shades of gray here. And, some I mean, this, this is the, 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 the yeah. <laughs> Xander and, beat me to the joke. <laughs> well, it's like, even if you think fossil fuels are bad, there are degrees of badness. Yes. Coal is really, really bad. <laughs> Natural <laughs> gas, not so bad. Not kind so of bad. bad. And not the fossil worst. fuel. At, at the risk of opening another can of worms, the pipeline going through Canada that Trudeau got in trouble for supporting, mm-hmm. same thing. Like, they're going to be 
pulling this these fossil fuels out of the ground regardless. They're just currently shipping them by truck. Yeah. Instead of now they want to build a pipeline, which is way more efficient, uses yep. less, you know, fossil fuels to transport it. Yep. And what what are you more worried about? A pipeline leak or a train derailment or a truck tipping over? Um, Put your poison Democrats. Whatever is uh worse for my opposition. Yes, exactly. All right. Twenty five. We support comprehensive measures to sequester carbon through improved forest clear-cutting management, agriculture, and rangeland practices. They like clear-cutting? I'm confused. Uh, clear-cutting management. So basically no clear-cutting. So I also uh, will say that for okay. a improved. for the majority party of a state that is primarily agrarian in its founding <laughs> and it still has deals a whole I mean timber is a huge part of the economy in this state. Yeah, it but should it massive, be man? It employ, well, and and this is what we're saying like this is a great opportunity Who needs for wood anymore? the Democrats to come back and say look, we support jobs and the economy and employees and Joe Sixpack and all these wonderful things. Who make their living off of the timber industry? We want you to do that resourcefully and responsibly and make sure that we're doing it so that we don't damage the earth. But there's a way that you can do both. And instead, they just, they wrote what they wrote. <laughs> I was going to make a joke there, but I I missed it. Go ahead. Well, and uh, and, if, and if you look at, Nick, not to get back to the fancy scientific improvement that's going to fix the problem. <laughs> if you look at things like cross-laminated timber... And the advancements that they've made in wood products, we're going to be getting wood buildings and skyscrapers soon that absorb carbon. Like, the wood products industry is soon going to become a friend of environmentalists instead of the adversary it's been for years. And we need to figure out ways to embrace that. I think we need to, we Republicans yeah. at this table. Let's not let the Democrats yeah. in on this one. <laughs> oh. Democrats, if you're listening, ignore that last bit. Good thing <laughs> this is not broadcast every. Oh, it does. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, well, all right. Plank 26, last... <laughs> Final, final one. We support the transition to 100% renewable energy by 2030. So Gentlemen, Democrats and transitioning. Ten, 10 years and three months. <laughs> I plan on driving my car for another 15 years, so come and take it. Uh, come, whoa, whoa, whoa. come and take my 2016 Ford Focus away from me. Come and take my uh, 90 miles to the gallon scooter away from me. You... yeah. Mm. It's just that that is a very short timeline to go to 100% renewable energy. What? I mean, again, and also, is 100% really the goal? I mean, are we trying to get rid of all fossil fuels? Is 2030 really the goal? I mean, who told them this was a thing that was going to happen in 12 years? Well, and my my whole thing too is: does this mean they literally want to see every single gas station ripped out of the earth? Right. Yeah. Like so many, so many tar set. No. Um. But like, is that really what they're what they're saying? Is that illuminate gas stations by twenty thirty? It says it sounds like it. Re- yeah, it it sounds like it. Yeah, and you know what? If you if the next Tesla comes around and comes up with some way to make it happen, great. But you know how it's not going to happen? Government regulations on the economy. <laughs> what? Yeah. That I think right there. That sentence encapsulates like why I am a Republican. You hit the nail on the head. Well, and also too, I don't know. Uh, if you guys can afford a Tesla, but I sure can't. Don't worry, we'll have a government subsidy for that. <laughs> well, we already do. Yeah, we already do. <laughs> I was going to say there's lots of them, but not enough to bring them down to the price range. Yeah. Like like those government subsidies for things like Teslas are right in that like sweet spot of people who make like over a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is like I don't know three times what I make. Um, so they can afford to like have a really nice car, but I can't. 
if the point is to put them in the, in, in, in the as many people's hands as possible, like it's clearly not. It's 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 a status symbol. Yeah. And when you show me the electric eighteen wheeler that's going to haul everything back and forth <laughs> to, to Walmart, you know, I'm all on board. Elon Musk, make it happen. I believe. I think you know, they actually are working on one. Tesla's I, got I, I, a. I believe it'll happen. Yeah. I believe it'll happen. I think it's going to be prohibitively expensive for your average consumer for at least another 10 15 years well you forgot about the government subsidy yeah ah, uh, yeah idiot <laughs> <laughs> also i think also uh when 2030 rolls around and we've not reached this goal we should help the goal by going and just sinking every ship in the marina perfect just sink them <laughs> All right. And with that, we are going to end. That, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners, is the end of with idle threats of domestic three. terrorism. Nope. <laughs> Didn't end say that. Article three. Um, stay tuned next time for Article Four. Foreign policy. Should be a good one. We'll let you know who the guests are gonna be. We uh we'll have to figure out a time to come record that. Anyway, listeners, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Rational Republican. Please like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting service, or you can listen on our website, jamesaball.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media, and if you're feeling extra generous, you can visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash rationalrepublican. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.